0: On today's edition of Winning Cures Everything, we got week eight picks. No need to waste time. Let's jump into it.
1: The legends are true. Overwhelming power! Sauce of destiny. Yes!
0: It's football! I've been watching it for 40 years! Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. My confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Segers. <laughs> Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. The Thursday, October 19th edition of the show. Week 8 Spread Picks. That's right, predictions, game analysis, all that kind of stuff. Uh, let me go on and tell you right off the bat so that you've got all the information. You can find me on socials. I am at GaryWCE on Instagram and on uh, TikTok. You can find me on Twitter at Winning Cures. Uh, let's see. Thir- uh, Three Dog Thursday was earlier today, so uh, make sure and watch that here on the Winning Cures Everything channel. Uh, the BetUS College Football Show, every Tuesday and Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure and check that out. Subscribe. There is a link in the description for that. Uh, buy me a coffee. You feel like supporting the show? Buymeacoffee.com slash winningcures. We would certainly appreciate that. I post my full season stat predictions over there early every week. So check that out. Uh, Telegram. You can follow me. Uh, use your phone browser t.me slash GaryWCE. Or if you've already got Telegram, just follow me over there. And uh, and I give out my plays each week. It's uh, what, I, what I am actually rolling with. So uh, we hit 10,000. That's right. 10,000 subscribers. Very excited about that. We certainly appreciate all of you. I say we. It's me. I'm the guy. I put all this stuff together. So I appreciate you. Uh, it is, it's a lot of work, but, uh, but that was the goal was to get to 10,000, and we soared past that in one day, and you guys are awesome. You keep the community flowing over here, and, uh, and I can't thank you enough for doing that. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do this show. It's a lot of work. I've got a headache as we speak, but we're going to keep this thing rolling. Going to keep it rolling. All right. Uh, let's see. Last week, let me write this down here. we got to get times in. Uh, last week, I was 12-14 and 14 against the spread on the show. That is not great, <laughs> not really good at all. Uh, but on the season with these picks, and these are just my leans. My official plays are on the BetUS show. Uh, And that hadn't gone great either, but, you know, regardless, follow the telegram. Follow the telegram. We're doing okay over there. Uh, 73 and 70. That's 51.05% on the season. You can follow along with the picks uh, in the Google sheet that I have linked in the description. So go ahead and check that bad boy out. Let's get into it. It is time to start it off, and we're going to roll with Friday night. SMU heads to Temple. They're headed up to Philly. This thing has ballooned up. To 21, So Temple, a 21-point home dog here. Uh, Let's go ahead and pull up the sheet so you guys can see what we're talking about. Uh, Look, it's Friday, 6 p.m. Central, God's Time Zone, on ESPN2. And this is the the full season stats, right? SMU, their numbers look great, especially on defense. Uh, Who knows if E.J. Warner's going to play? I would imagine he does because I haven't heard anything to the contrary. But last week against North Texas, he... Uh, was out and nobody knew anything about it until just a bit before kickoff so you know it is what it is uh the smu offense has not been great by any stretch of the imagination but if your offense was ever going to get right this would be the game to do it temple on the season number 121 defensive ppa per drive looking at the last four weeks that's what this sheet is okay and we're going to pull it up that way you can see the full the full numbers here um SMU favored by 18.69. Right now, I mean, this thing has jumped up to 21. I would still have to lean that way because the offense for SMU is still not getting much better. But, man, that Temple defense is really bad. Uh, It is, I mean, number 129 PPA per pass, uh, number 107 PPA per rush. There are ways that SMU is going to be able to take advantage here. Over the last four weeks, SMU number 22 in offensive explosiveness uh, Temple's defense number one twenty two in that spot, so yeah, that's not a that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. So we'll we'll make this one simple. Uh, I know it's ballooned up. I, I liked it earlier when it was you know 19.5, whatever. But I uh, I will take SMU here. SMU seems like the right side for me. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll move on with that one. Uh, next on the board, UCF heads to Oklahoma. And, wow, what an interesting ball game! What an interesting game. A lot of storylines here. This one's 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC. Oklahoma favored by 17.5. Total of 66 here. And looking at the full season numbers, uh, I've got Oklahoma favored by 21.19. Now, the passing numbers for Oklahoma going against UCF's passing defense full season, yeah, that looks like uh, UCF might be able to, to slow these guys down a little bit. Um, UCF's offense, really good passing the ball, but Oklahoma's defense, really good, uh, both at stopping the run and stopping the pass. Uh, you know, I I look at this, I think that Oklahoma is going to be able to stop the run here. Let's uh let's pull up the last four weeks here, uh, and obviously Oklahoma's numbers have looked significantly better. Uh, yeah, that defense for UCF, I mean that's uh that's rough. Now on the same side, Oklahoma. Eh, numbers rushing the ball have not been great. They're they're efficient, number 34 in rushing success rate, but only number 78 in PPA per rush. Uh, they're really good on standard downs. Oklahoma, number 26 standard downs PPA. UCF, number 107. So Oklahoma, going to be able uh, they'll be able to stay ahead of the chains here. Um, when it comes to Oklahoma's defense... Yes, still really good. Still good numbers. What I'm worried about is this rushing explosiveness number over the last four weeks, uh, number 114 for Oklahoma's defense, and UCF, number 44. You know, if, if John Reese Plumley is back uh, doing his thing, that is that's certainly one thing. Uh, pay attention to stuff rate right here. Oklahoma's defense, number two in the country in stuff rate, and UCF's offense, number 77 in stuff rate allowed. So I would imagine Oklahoma going to be able to you know, stuff these guys at the line of scrimmage more times than not. Uh, but if they break a couple, that that could be an issue. Um, net explosiveness, UCF number four over the last four weeks. UCF, uh, or sorry, Oklahoma's number 109 in that metric. So, yeah, I, I still think Oklahoma is going to come out. Uh, the the storyline with this one is, look, Jeff Lebby, wanted to be the UCF head coach. Uh, UCF decided to go a different route. They hired Gus Malzahn. Um, Dylan Gabriel was at UCF. Now he's at Oklahoma. What you know, what's the what's the narrative there? How much uh how much are they holding in? Uh is it, you know, uh, Oklahoma had a eh, I mean they they're ready to they're ready to rock and roll through the rest of the schedule. Do they look at this as a challenge? Are they awake for this one? I think they're going to be So I'm going to take Oklahoma on this one. Oklahoma laying 17 and a half. Uh, I feel pretty good about that one. We move to the SEC and Mississippi State heads to Fayetteville. They're going to take on Arkansas. Arkansas a six and a half point favorite. Total of 48 on this one. 11 a.m. Central on ESPN. And well, of course, I didn't have it swapped up, but here we go. All right, on the season, my numbers think that Mississippi State should be favored by a touchdown. I – it it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Uh, state has been more explosive. They have stopped more explosive plays. Um, yeah, I – you know, plays per game. State runs more. Uh, I don't – I look at this, and it, it just doesn't make a ton of sense to me. And at the same time, you know, over the last – here, we'll pull this one up on the full – on the full thing, uh, over the last four weeks it would have Mississippi State favored by 1.32 on the full season it would have state favored by seven. I, my power ratings have state favored by uh, almost four points. I don't know why my I don't know why my model loves state so much. Uh, I'm going to take Arkansas here. I, I think their offense is going to be able to throw the ball on state's defense. I think uh, they're not even I don't even think they're going to try and run much on State's defense. Uh, just, I, I don't I don't see it. And I don't think that State is going to be able to throw the ball uh, in this road game. I just, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. The numbers aren't making sense to me. So if you guys can see it on your screen and, and you find something, leave it in the comments. Let me know. But this is a desperation spot. And a bit of a anxiety bowl, if you will, because I, one of these coaches may be gone at the end of the year. I mean, it might still end up being both, but... I I I'm not seeing it. Uh I think Arkansas is in a prime position to need to get a win uh before their bye week. So yeah, give me Arkansas minus six and a half. Um, I understand people wanting to buy on Mississippi State. I understand I'm not trusting Arkansas to be able to cover a touchdown, but ye, yeah, Uh just not a not a great game to try and bet on in this one. We move ahead to some Big 12 action, more noon action. And Baylor heads to Cincinnati. Cincy a a 3.5 point favorite, total of 50 on this one. It's 11 a.m. on ESPN+. That's right. You need your streamer for this one. And on the full season, I've got Cincinnati favored by 6.83. And on the last four games, I've got Cincy favored by 4.75. I don't trust Cincinnati. And I, I know that Baylor has not been good. Uh power ratings, I've got Cincy by six point six five ish. Look, you try and break this thing down, it's it's two bad teams. Like over the last four weeks, number one sixteen PPA per drive on offense for Cincy, number one twenty three uh PPA per drive on offense for Baylor. And then the defense is number ninety six, number ninety nine. It's it's like looking in a mirror here. Like these two teams, uh I just I can't I can't figure these guys out. Baylor, at least, is number 35 in offensive explosiveness, which you can see right there. Um, I... Baylor can't run the ball. And and I don't think they're going to try to. on Because that's Cincy's strength on defense right now. Uh, numbers don't say it. I'm going to go against the model here. I'm going to take Baylor. Uh, I think this is the spot for them. I don't think Nippert's going to be super fired up for this one. I'm... I'm gonna ride with the Baylor Bears because uh, it, they just seem to be trending in a in a different direction, right? I think having the quarterback back is certainly going to be helpful. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take Baylor in this one. I don't feel great about it. There's a lot of these games that I don't feel great about, right? But uh, but you guys tell me. You tell me what you think, and uh, and we'll go from there. All right, moving along. We have got some uh, American Athletic Conference action. And we have got Memphis headed to UAB. UAB, a six-and-a-half-point home dog in this one. And the total is 61. It's 11 a.m. on ESPN2, 11 a.m. Central Time. God's time zone, of course, of course. And we pull up the numbers here, and let's see what we got going. Uh, full season, my number's like Memphis by nine-and-a-half, somewhere around there. Uh and it, it makes sense, right? Because the defensive numbers full season for the Tigers look great. Number thirty-four uh, PPA per drive on defense. Uh, UAB has no defense. Like none whatsoever. So these are the full season stats. But if you swap it over, let's look at the let's look at the last four weeks. Memphis's defense number one oh four. That's right. The first two weeks, Memphis absolutely shut down an FCS opponent and Arkansas State, who had not swapped over to their new quarterback yet. Now, these two teams look very similar. Very, very similar. So, um, it might be some injury concerns with Memphis, with uh, with their running back. Uh, I forget his name. Either way, either way. Uh, the, the kid that transferred from Old Dominion. Uh, if he goes, I think Memphis is going to have a field day in this game. I, I think that they're going to score just a ton of points. Uh, UAB, I think could probably score quite a few points, but I know that the model over the last four weeks says three point eight four. I am going to take Memphis to cover that six and a half. Uh, I think this is a bounce back spot for them. I feel good about the Tigers' offense. I know Seth Hennigan threw a couple of you know costly picks against Tulane, but uh, in this spot, I don't foresee UAB being able to do that. So give me, yeah, give me Memphis to cover six and a half on that one uh if you've not already like the video subscribe to the channel all that good stuff i'll tell you about ticket Smarter here in a bit you saw that on the screen uh, but yeah I, I would certainly appreciate that all right next up 11 a.m central time on cbs air force and navy uh, navy a 10 and a half point dog total sits at 34 on this one uh interesting ball game here air force have been really good like really good this year However, quarterback uh, potential injury, like there's some uh, there's some things going on there, so something to watch when uh, when you're watching this ball game. On top of that, these two teams know each other incredibly well. Uh, they both run basically the same type of offense, so the two defenses know how to defend this. So I, it, the numbers are not gonna they're not gonna tell you uh, what this game is, but. Uh, there's a reason why Air Force is only favored by 10.5 here. So, full season, I've got Air Force by 15.74. Uh, Navy starting to pick things up a little bit, rushing the ball uh, for the full season. The numbers are looking better. Defensively, Navy's number's not great, especially against the pass. Uh, I don't think you have to worry too much about that against, uh, against Air Force. So, both teams, obviously, uh, fundamentally good. Turnover margin, they're both great. Uh, I say great. They're both both good. They don't turn the ball over. Uh, Penalties per game, both do not commit penalties. Uh, It's just the way it goes. Uh, If you look over the last four weeks, this thing drops down to Air Force minus 13.95. And, you know, a big part of that, Navy's offense still not good. They they can't throw the ball. However, um, they are, you know, pretty capable of running the ball. And Air Force, their defense has not been good at stopping the run. Uh, number 98 in rushing success rate allowed. Number 121 PPA per rush. Navy, I don't expect them to score a lot, but I, I don't expect Air Force to score a lot either. So, you know, you look at the numbers, obviously Air Force is better, but these two teams know each other really, really well. And, of course, if you want to screenshot it, you can You can do this, of course. And there's the offense and whatever. Uh, yeah, if... If these two teams know each other as well as I think they do, and I I know in the past I have seen Air Force just blow out Navy. I've seen it before. I don't expect it to happen here, especially with Air Force, you know, potentially having uh, their quarterback out, et cetera. I think they're going to play a little close to the vest. Yeah, give me Navy plus 10.5 on that one. All right, we move to the Big Ten. Wisconsin heads to Illinois. Illinois, a a two-and-a-half-point home dog here. Total of 41. It's 2.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. So, let's take a look at the numbers. I've got Wisconsin by a ton. But Tanner Mordecai, the quarterback, is out. And there ain't a number on this screen that is going to show us what that means. Right? Uh, The offense started to click running the ball. Illinois, not great stopping the run. But now that you've seen these numbers, now... Let's, uh, let's flip this thing over here. I'll, I'll go in and pull up the full, the full season numbers for you here. But then, over the last four weeks, okay, this Illinois defense getting better at stopping the run. Uh, Wisconsin not as good at running the ball. Uh, they're certainly not explosive running it. And I think that we've got to – look, everybody knows the story. Right? Brett Bielema used to coach at Wisconsin. Uh, he circles this game. He's got something for them. They finally got in the, uh, in the win column, at least spread-wise, uh, against Maryland. And they, they did get a, a W in that one on the road. Now they're at home. They get to play Wisconsin. This, to me, screams Illinois. Because they want people to take Wisconsin. This, this line has not moved. It's been sitting at 2.5. I think Illinois wins the game outright. It seems pretty simple to me, honestly. I, I know that Wisconsin's defense has played well. Uh, but, man, how well are they going to play when, like, the other guy keeps giving the other team the ball, when you can't move the ball on offense? That's a problem. So you guys let me know what you think in the comments. I'm curious. Uh, I, I, like, I like Illinois here. I think they're going to be really good uh, in this spot because, like, you, you've seen this before. You have seen this before. All right, uh, let's see. Illinois plus the two and a half. I think they win the game outright. Moving on, we have got another Big Ten battle. Northwestern heads to Nebraska. Nebraska an 11 and a half point favorite. Total of 41. It's 2.30 p.m. Central Time on the Big Ten network, Uh, at least one of those channels, whatever that might be. And my numbers have got Nebraska full season favored by 7.26 on this one uh so a little little interesting, right? uh why why is Nebraska favored by more? They were favored by like thirteen earlier in the week and i I was very curious. uh Ben Bryant, it looks like he's gonna be back this week uh from everything that I have seen. Uh, and if I've got bad information, you guys let me know in the comments. but uh obviously Northwestern's numbers not great, but I mean it, it that's the the crazy part about this like Northwestern's offense. They don't they don't really try and run the ball much. It, it, not much, at least not full season. And that's what Nebraska does best on defense. They stop the run. Uh, they're not great at stopping the pass. Northwestern number two in passing explosiveness in the country this season. Uh, looking at the full, I say the full, uh, looking at the last four weeks, I've only got Nebraska favored by 5.54. This Nebraska offense is not great. Uh, but neither is the Northwestern defense, so it's, you know, They're very similar. Very, very similar. Uh, As far as, you know, Northwestern's offense, I think they're going to be able to throw on Nebraska's defense, and they're still not going to try and run the ball. Over the last four weeks, they've actually ran the ball less. uh, Northwestern's offense has. Uh, Northwestern, better turnover margin. um, Better penalties per game. You know, I think these two teams are pretty similar, and uh this is a team in Northwestern that is not scared of making adjustments. you can see down at the bottom second half point margin uh you got number fifty and number fifty four so fun coaching matchup should be an interesting game, but eleven and a half is just wild to me. That just seems like way too many points here um yeah I will take uh I will take northwestern plus the eleven and a half. I wish we had gotten the better number but that is the way it goes Northwestern plus eleven and a half. Moving along, we've got Pitt and Wake Forest. ACC matchup. Pitt heads to Wake Forest. And Wake Forest, a one-point favorite. Total of 45 on this one. It's 2.30 p.m. uh, Central time on the ACC network. And let's pull up the full season numbers. I've got Wake Forest by 4.76, which makes sense because, my God, Pitt was awful uh, early in the season. So, the, the Pitt defensive numbers still pretty good on the year. Those are still pretty good. Uh, you're going to see a drastic difference here, by the way. Uh, PPA margin, Pitt, is number 72 on the season. That's, uh, that's interesting, right? Because the defense is still showing up, it looks like. Uh, Wake Forest, number 113. This Wake Forest offense has just fallen off of a cliff. Number 115 PPA per pass. Number 125 PPA per rush. And... The defense has actually been kind of holding them in games. So that's been a, a little bit surprising here. Uh, still good at penalties per game, but man, they're number 129 in giveaways per game. Wake Forest gives the ball away uh, 2.33 times per game. That is, that is wild. All right, you're ready to see a, a massive shift. Full season stats have Wake Forest favored by 4.76. Over the last four weeks, the stats would have Pitt favored by nine. That is crazy to me. I I know Pitt had a great game against Louisville. It was a a weird spot and all that, but, man, uh, defensive numbers, pretty good. Uh, Pitt looks like the offense kind of picking up at least a little bit. But this, over the last four weeks, Wake Forest's offense, number 132 PPA per drive on offense. That is crazy to me. Uh, Number 107 passing success rate, and I I think Pitt's going to be able to shut them down. And I, I think that this new quarterback for Pitt is, is going to allow them to do some different things here. So this is, uh, this is very interesting. Two coaches that are pretty good at making adjustments at the half, uh, number 37 and number 44 in second half point margin. Um, I want to see if Pitt can finish drives. I want to see if they can actually create sustained drives. Um, but Pitt, more explosive, surprisingly. Something to something to watch for here. So when it comes down to it, um, I know there's a lot of people on Wake because of the situation. Because you know Pitt just got a a big win. Now they're going on the road. Uh, Wake Forest hadn't looked great. Time for a bounce back. Whatever. I look at these numbers and I am I'm on Pitt. I will take Pitt plus the one on this. Uh, it just seems seems a little crazy. Moving along, we head to the Big Twelve. That's right. Right down our times. Oklahoma State heads to Morgantown, West Virginia, and the Mountaineers are three-and-a-half point home favorites. Total of 50 on this is 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. And let's look at the full season stats here. Okay. I've got West Virginia favored by 6.04. Now, remember, there are injury issues with this one. Uh, the secondary for West Virginia kind of been going through it. Uh, I don't know what the latest updates are on that, but something to pay attention to with that. Oklahoma State, full season, their numbers are just kind of all over the place. Uh, You remember they got just bashed at home by South Alabama. Uh, And then, yet, they turn around and, you know, they got some big wins at home in the Big 12. Interesting. Uh, If I remember correctly, Oklahoma State has not done well in Morgantown in the past. So, another thing to pay attention to, but... It is what it is. It is what it is. Let's look at the, uh, well, here. A big part of West Virginia's success is their defense, and they're really good against the pass. Number five, passing success rate allowed on the season. Number five, passing explosiveness. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a bit of an issue. You saw against Houston just last week that the secondary is not as good right now as they were early on. So, let's take a look at the last four weeks. Now I've only got West Virginia favored by a point and a half here. And we'll pull up the, uh, the full screen for you. If you would like to see those numbers better. Um, Yes, there's a a lot of things that certainly favor Oklahoma state here, uh, especially over the last four weeks. I am of the belief that Oklahoma state's defense might be able to keep them in this ball game, might be able to win them this ball game, that's the direction that I'm going to lean. Uh, these West Virginia, I don't think West Virginia's got that much depth. So being favored by more than a field goal here, yeah, I, uh, I think I'm going to ride with the pokes. I, I, Mike Gundy has kind of got some things figured out. They've got the momentum here. Uh, yeah, I, I know that it could be a bounce-back spot for West Virginia after that Hail Mary loss to Houston, but that could also just be a deflating loss, right? And that's what I'm going to assume it will be. I think Oklahoma State has the momentum right now. Give me Oklahoma State plus three and a half on that. All right, we've gotten through game number 10. So let me tell you right quick. We got some massive, massive games. We got one going on in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Uh, look, Alabama, Tennessee, that's always an expensive ticket. Ohio State, Penn State, always an expensive ticket. If you want to get into these games and you want to save a little money doing it, go to Ticket Smarter. Ticket Smarter mobile app, ticketsmarter.com. Both of those will help you out. They'll help you find the best uh, seats for the cheapest. And you can use the promo codes, right? WCE10, you can use that for any order over $100. It'll take $10 off of it. Or WCE20, it's going to take $20 off an order of $300 or more. It's good for concert tickets. It's good for ball games. It's good for whatever. So I would highly recommend that you use this. And it's not a one-time code. You can use it as many times as you want to. So go over to TicketSmarter, take advantage of the code, Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Ticketsmarter.com or the Ticketsmarter mobile app. Think smarter. Ticketsmarter.
1: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Washington DC
0: all right again if you haven't like the video like the video let's get rolling we are ready to head into game number 11 and we're going back to the Big 12 Texas heads to Houston and Houston after a massive win over West Virginia They are now a 23.5-point home dog with a total of 61 on this one. Uh, 3 p.m. Central Time on Fox. All right, let's look at it. Let's pull up the numbers. Full season, I've got Texas favored by 22.5. I mean, it's right on the number. Uh, Power rating, I've got Texas by 23.24. Right on the number. But if you look over the last four weeks... Houston is getting a little bit better. right? So let's let's look through this. Uh, Texas, obviously, good numbers on defense. That's certainly good. Uh, good numbers throwing the ball, not great rushing the ball. Certainly efficiency-wise, the rushing success rate, they're number 90. Um, Texas is going to be able to throw the ball on this Houston defense, for sure. But again, you look at the last four weeks, and then things kind of change just a little bit. Houston's offense is back to clicking. They are number 15 PPA per drive on offense right now. Uh, over the last four weeks, uh, defense still not good. still not good whatsoever. but, uh, but the Houston offense can certainly keep them in it. PPA per pass, Houston's defense number one twenty three um, they they're not great on passing downs PPA. the secondary is not good. We'll just we'll call it what it is. Can Quinn Ewers hit guys down the field? It can he be accurate? I would assume so, but You know, is it a letdown after a loss to Oklahoma? Do they come back and they're fired up? Like, what is the motivation here for Texas? Uh, I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better. That rushing explosiveness metric certainly uh, worries me if I'm going to back Houston because Texas number seven in rushing explosiveness. Uh, Yeah, Houston's defense number 118. So it's something to, you know, something to pay attention to with this. Uh, Houston really good. Turnover margin. They're not going to beat themselves as far as giving the ball away. They're number two in the country in turnover margin, or at least in giveaways per game. Uh, Number eight total turnover margin, Texas. Uh, They don't take the ball away from anybody, so I don't expect a bunch of turnovers from Houston in this one. Um, If Texas decides that they want to run up the score, they can. I don't think that they will. Houston at home, probably the only time they're going to get to host Texas. Excuse me. Um, Yeah. I will take Houston. I'll take Houston to cover the 23 and a half. Maybe a three touchdown win for Texas, uh, but no reason to run up the score here. Uh, no, no real reason, other than maybe like making some boosters happy or something along those lines. Next up, we move to the Mac. And this is one of my favorite games of the day. Toledo heads to Miami of Ohio and Look, Miami is a two-point dog at home, total of 48. Both of these teams are 6-1. It's 3 p.m. Central Time on ESPNU. And let's look at the numbers. I've got Toledo favored by 5.8. However, you look at strength of schedule, Toledo has played a bunch of nobodies, and they have had trouble scoring, um, at least lately. I mean, uh, good gracious, that that game against Ball State was just hideous. Absolutely hideous. Uh, is this a game where Jason Candle uh, makes bad decisions or not? I think that's the question that we run into. He, he does it in several games a year, or the team just doesn't show up in multiple games a year. Is this one of those? I think that's the question. Um, when you look at the last four games, we'll pull that up here. I've only got Toledo favored by 1.81. This Miami team is kind of rolling right now. Number 22, PPA per drive on offense. Number 36, PPA per drive on defense. Toledo, uh, the defense, not great at stopping the run. Certainly not great. Number 122, rushing explosiveness allowed. So that's something to uh, to pay attention to here. On the other side, Toledo's offense, obviously, you know, they got Finn at quarterback. I think I would much rather trust Gabbert. Um, I mean, you look at turnover margin stuff like that. Uh, Miami's not great at getting turnovers, but they, they don't make a ton of... They don't give the ball away a lot. They're number 42 in giveaways per game. Uh, Toledo's number 82 in giveaways per game. So, not a big difference, but still enough for me to look at it and say, hmm, okay. Uh, Toledo's rushing offense, that that might be where they're able to... Uh, the defensive line for Miami of Ohio, I don't think is is great. But... Uh, I am I am curious about it, right? I'm, I'm very curious. Uh, all right. I'm going to go Miami of Ohio on this one. I, I trust them at home. I like this team. I like Chuck Martin. I like what he's doing. Toledo, I cannot trust them for anything. So that's what I'm going to do on this one. Give me Miami of Ohio plus the two on that. Now, we move to the SEC. SEC night game on ESPN. Ole Miss heads to Auburn. Auburn is six and a half point home dog with a total of 54.5 at 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. And we're pulling up full season numbers. My numbers freaking love Ole Miss. Like this this model is just all over this Ole Miss Rebels team. And I guess I can understand it, right? Number 14, offensive PPA per drive. Uh this Auburn defense, number 67. The Auburn offense. Even with Hugh Freeze uh, going and getting transfer guys and everything else, they they just can't get stuff going on the full season. But man, you want to see something crazy? Let's let's look through this whole thing first. This Ole Miss offense certainly has an advantage over the Auburn defense. Uh, the Auburn offense, maybe maybe running the ball, Auburn can it can generate something. Uh, but these are full season stats. Let's take a look at the last four weeks. Whoa. yeah, that's right. That's a lot of red, isn't it? That's a lot of red. Rushing success rate for Auburn, number 86. They're number 94 PPA per rush uh, in the last four weeks. Just not good at all. But the the Ole Miss defense is not exactly good either. So they are good at stopping explosive runs, number 30 in that spot. But uh, I still think Ole Miss is going to have an advantage with their defense over this offense. And, I mean, you want to talk about a a bad situation you saw what Auburn did against LSU I know they're at home I know it's a night game and I know weird stuff happens in Jordan hair but I got to trust the numbers here because this is this is wild uh the, the PPA per pass Ole Miss number 23 uh they're number 26 in passing explosiveness Auburn is number 127 and number 124 in those metrics on defense it is rough it, Jackson Dart, I mean, if he starts clicking here, he's going to have every opportunity to score just a ton of points. Uh, why this thing is six and a half, I guess, is because it's Jordan here at night. You know, SEC home game, Hugh Freeze going, to, and again, storylines, fantastic on this one. It, I don't care. Hugh Freeze does not have a football team that is capable of being competitive with the majority of the SEC this season. Uh, I'm going to take Ole Miss to cover the six and a half on this one. And that's a... Uh, That's a wild ball game. Wild ball game. All right. Carrying on. We move to the Big 12. Oh, there we go. Should have cut that one out. (laughs) We uh, we only got a few more games to hit, and we're going to start off TCU heading to Kansas State. Kansas State favored by 6.5 here. Uh, Total is 58.5, and, and man, 6 p.m. on ESPN2. So good matchup rematch of last year's big 12 title game and TCU might have found him a quarterback last week might have found him a quarterback full season I've got Kansas State favored by 4.26 I've got Kansas State power rated by four uh I look at this and Kansas State not really great at throwing the ball they're they're certainly not explosive but they might have found something last week too uh with Avery Johnson right running the ball I think they're going to have an advantage over that TCU defense for sure if you're looking at those numbers there. Uh, Number 9 PPA per rush to number 49. Number 20 rushing success rate to number 58. Number 24 rushing explosiveness to number 56. So every number that you can have full season, Kansas State better at running the ball than TCU's defense is. TCU's offense, full season, pretty good throwing the ball. Uh, That looks to be Kansas State's weakness. Now, Let's look at the last four weeks. And we'll pull up the full screen here. I've got Kansas State favored by 1.81. Uh, Kansas State has gotten worse at throwing the football, but better at running the football. And TCU's defense has gotten worse at stopping the run, but better at stopping the pass. Uh, but, again, selection issues when you really look at it because teams are running the ball 55.74% of the time on TCU's defense, uh, but running or they're passing it significantly less because, I mean, why would you? secondary is pretty good. On the other side, Kansas State's defense not great against the pass, uh, and teams are passing it on them more. And TCU does not like to run it a whole lot, so I I look at this game. I think I think TCU might have found something with that Josh Hoover kid, uh, but Kansas State second half point margin. They are number twelve in the country, plus nine point two in the second half. I think Kansas State and Chris are going to be able to make some adjustments here. Going to be able to figure out a few things. TCU, massive win over BYU last week. That was at home. Uh, Things kind of snowballed on BYU there. I am going to ride Kansas State. I think Kansas State has figured some things out. I think TCU was maybe just a little bit of a flash in the pan last week. Uh, TCU, or Kansas State, I think has TCU figured out. I think they got that coaching staff figured out. I will ride with Kansas State, give me the Wildcats minus six and a half on that one. All right, we head to the Sun Belt, and I'm excited about this one. Coastal Carolina heads to Arkansas State. Arkansas State is a ten point home dog here, and they got them a quarterback too. I mean, they are they are pretty pretty good. Uh, Sixty and a half is the total on this one, so they we expect this to be pointsy. ESPN plus six p.m. Central. And let's look at full season numbers. Full season, we got Coastal Carolina up by 11.34 because they didn't have a quarterback for the first couple of weeks at Arkansas State. They figured some things out. Teams are allowed to evolve. That's the way this thing works. So the Red Wolves, full season, number 122 PPA margin. That's predicted points added margin. Uh, coastal was number 54. Uh, this is the full season numbers. Uh, you look at it, that coastal offense against that defense for Arkansas State, Whew. Yeah, uh, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. However, again, over the last four weeks, let's take a look at what the number says now. Oh, yeah, buddy. Uh, Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina by 1.45. The PPA margin has changed. Arkansas State's offense has gotten better. The defense has actually gotten better because now they can trust their offense. And it, you, you see what Coastal wants to do. They want to throw the ball. Well, it turns out Arkansas State's defense has gotten pretty good at that. They've, they've gotten good at defending that. They're number 57 PPA per pass over the last four weeks, number 47 passing success rate allowed, and they are number 8 in passing explosiveness allowed. That has been surprising. Now, running the ball, we'll see what Coastal can do here because they've still got guys that are capable of doing that. But uh, it, it is it is interesting. It is interesting. You look at the, uh, the five factors plus talent rank here, number 108 versus number 110, uh, Arkansas State's at home. I think 10 points is too many. 10 points is certainly too many here. So I will uh, I will ride with the Red Wolves. I'm backing Butch Jones. Can you believe that? I mean, that is unbelievable. Uh, again, if you haven't already, like this video, subscribe to the channel, jump in the comments. I want to know what you guys think about these picks, about these games. Uh, if you haven't already checked out the BetUS College Football Show, You can run Knock That Out, all of my official plays. The other games, we've got them linked in the description, uh, but the other games that I've covered this week on the BetUS show are over there. Uh, And you'll be able to see all of them and whatnot. So I try and hit as many games a week as humanly possible uh, between the two different platforms. So moving right along. Oh, share the show out with friends. Tell your friends about it. That would certainly help out. Now, we move to the SEC again. And we've got an interesting one on Saturday night. This one's on the SCC Network at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And LSU is a 32-point favorite at home against Army. Total is 58. A little strange, right? Full season, I've got LSU by 23.80. Uh, it, there's not—you can't find a bigger discrepancy than LSU's offense against their defense for the full season. Number two in PPA per drive on offense, number one thirty, PPA per drive on defense. It's rough. Now Army's numbers not great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, it, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna fool with it, right? I mean, it's just it, it is what it is. These two teams over the last four weeks, I've got LSU favored by thirty point four nine. So yes, uh, it, it's closer to that number. LSU can run the ball. It turns out. Um, they can also pass the ball. They, I think they like to pass it more. Um, they're more. They they had been more explosive passing the ball. Uh, now they're still pretty explosive rushing the ball as well. So it is what it is. Um, let's pull let's pull up the full thing here for you so you can see. Uh, the thing that stands out to me is when you look at see this number here: net points per drive. So LSU's number 27, Army number 112. That certainly hurts. But look at this. Offensive drives per game. Both of these teams, just a touch over 11 drives per game. Uh, they're in the bottom third of FBS. I don't think there's going to be enough drives because I think Army is still going to score. Now, Army's offensive number's not great by any stretch, but I do think that they're going to be able to put up some points on this LSU defense because, my God, everybody does. So... Yeah, I don't think there's going to be enough drives for LSU to really get margin. And why would they want to? Right? I think it's going to be fun to see like the camo, um, the camouflage end zones for LSU and all that kind of stuff, you know, paying tribute to the Army and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be fun to see this. And I do think LSU is going to blow them out, but 32 points just seems like a bit too much here. Uh, Army's still capable of running the ball on this LSU defense. Uh, I I think Army's going to put up, you know, maybe a couple of touchdowns. And at that point, I mean even 45 to 14 does not get an LSU cover. So yeah, give me Army plus 32 on this one. I feel uh I feel pretty good. Feel pretty good about that. Army back in the back in the 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 Black Knights here. I feel good. We move on. Georgia State heads to Louisiana. Sunbelt battle in this one. And huh. This crazy one. 7 p.m. Central Time. ESBNU. Uh, Louisiana favored by 3.5 with a total of 63 on this. Full season numbers. I got Georgia State favored by .33 points on it. And, man, uh, Georgia State can run the ball and Louisiana... or Sorry, Georgia State can stop the run. That's all Louisiana does. They, they are really good at running the ball, but that's what Georgia State's defense does the best, full season. On the other side, man, Georgia State runs the ball, I mean, nearly 60% of the time, and... Louisiana cannot stop the run. Now, they can stop explosive runs. They're number seven in that full season. But number 122 in rushing success rate and number 93 PPA per rush, uh, let's look at the last four weeks. Now, I have Georgia State favored by .92 points. So, favored by almost a full point here. Again, uh, we'll look at this. And, and Louisiana going through, like, some uh, quarterback injuries and, and whatever. Uh, like, there's things. But... Oh, you look at this here. We'll pull up the full sheet. This section right here. That's what I'm looking for. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's Louisiana's run defense against Georgia State's rushing offense. Georgia State can run the ball on these guys, and I think they're going to do it a lot. Uh, I don't know how Louisiana is going to stop them. Louisiana is also going to be able to score some, but I think Georgia State better against the run. It's the thing that Louisiana wants to do the most. They run the ball nearly 60% of the time. But Georgia State is actually pretty good at defending the run. Who is going to have more success there? Uh, that would be Georgia State to me. So give me Georgia State plus the three and a half here. Uh, kind of surprised that this thing it ended up with a hook going the opposite direction. Because, man, when I look at these numbers, uh, all I see is Georgia State. That's all I'm seeing on that one. We go to the ACC, and Clemson heads down to Miami. The Hurricanes at two and a half point home dog kind of surprised that this thing came back uh, the opposite direction, but either way, we'll pull up the full numbers. Uh, this one's at 8 PM central time on ACC network. Um, or it might be 8 PM Eastern. And I can't remember either way. It's a, it's a night game <laughs> in Miami. Uh, Clemson's defense, their numbers still are good. I've got Clemson favored by three. If you use the full season stats, um, Miami, I mean, this is still a pretty good team, but, man, they are not disciplined. Number 103 in turnover margin, number 112 in penalties per game. Uh, Is this the game where, like, the turnovers kind of get back to even for Miami? Is that what happens here? I mean, they certainly lost quite a few against uh, North Carolina and against Georgia Tech. Eh. Uh, Clemson, I mean, number 87 in giveaways per game. Uh, They're number 21 in penalties per game. So it's a pretty disciplined team, Uh, just – Not able to like really get margin on a lot of teams. Now let's look at the last four weeks, and now I've only got Clemson favored by one point eight three. And look, at some I want to buy back on Miami, but also know that this Miami team is fully capable of like packing it in. So what do we what do we look at here? Like Clemson's offense, I mean their numbers are not good, but I still think that they're probably going to be, I mean, Miami's better at five factors rank. They're better at, uh you know, second half point margin, like all these different things. I just, ugh, I can't, I can't imagine that Clemson has three ACC losses before the end of October. That just does not compute to me. It makes sense that Miami might. And then of course you throw in the Tyler Van Dyke injury. Uh That's a, a bit of an, in, a bit of an issue. We'll see. I I don't feel great about it. I'm going to take Clemson, minus the two and a half. I mean, it's, it's less than a field goal. Yeah, that's the way that I'm going to have to run on that. I'll, I'll back Dabo here, but, whew, these are two teams that I can't figure them out for nothing. Nothing. We moved to the Pac-12 for the last two games, and we're going to try and get through it fairly quickly. Uh, pull up our sheet. Arizona State. Heads to Washington. Washington off that massive, massive win last week. And everything would tell you that you need to be backing Arizona State here, right? Uh, Sell high, right? All that kind of stuff. Uh, Washington a 26-point favorite, total of 60 on this. It's 9.30 p.m. Central Time on FS1. And full season stats would have Washington favored by 33.23. Now, we've seen multiple iterations of this Arizona State team. They have – they they looked eh with uh, uh, Jaden Rashada at quarterback. Then he was out for the year. Uh, they didn't have a quarterback when they got just demolished by Fresno State. And then they started to figure some things out against USC and against Colorado. They looked pretty good, still had the losses and whatnot. I don't expect them to win this game. But when you start to look at things and you look at these offensive numbers, they're not good. Uh, the overall efficiency, I think over the last four weeks – Uh, Yeah, it'll surprise you a little bit. So now I've got Washington favored by 25.37, which is almost right on the 26 number. Uh, Power rating, I've got Washington favored by significantly more. But uh, at 26, I think that Washington just has that mojo right now. Uh, I I think the momentum is in their favor. Yeah, I understand with... You know, you want to bet against a team that's coming off of a big win. I understand all the handicapping stuff. I get it. But, man, I think they are. I mean, they're at home. Again, Arizona State is not that good. Can Arizona State take advantage of, you know, the the weaknesses with this Washington defense? Eh, I don't think so. I don't think they got the dudes to be able to do it. Uh, with the number that close... I mean, this thing is less than four touchdowns. I think Washington is, is going to continue to put up some numbers for Pennix and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, give me, give me Washington in this spot. Don't feel great about it, but, but I will take the Huskies minus the 26 here. I know Arizona State's been playing better. Going against my numbers a little bit. Yeah, I'll still take Washington. Still take them. Last game of the day. Another Pac-12 night game. Pack 12 after dark. UCLA heads to Stanford. Stanford is a 17-point dog at home in Palo Alto. Total of 53.5. 9.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Moving over to the other network. So, that is the way it goes. All right, let's pull up the numbers. Full season, I got UCLA by 22.79. The defense has been awesome. Number nine in the country in PPA allowed per drive. Uh, the offense has not been great by any stretch of the imagination. And part of that is they can't pass the ball. They're one seventeen in PPA per pass. Uh, that's not great. Uh, but they can run the ball. And, my God, uh, Stanford just cannot stop the run. But Stanford, it appears, full season, can't stop anything. So let's look at the last four weeks here. And now I've only got UCLA favored by 11.23 over the last four weeks. So that ain't great. That ain't great. Um for UCLA, they're number 124 PPA per drive on offense. Now, part of that has to do with how many, you know, road games they've had and all that kind of stuff. They played Utah and they played. Uh, they didn't look great against Washington State as far as their offense is concerned. I mean, they're number 128 in the country in offensive success rate. How do you get margin if you if you can't do anything? Now, on the same side, like Stanford, number 133 in defensive success rate allowed. Uh, when I scroll down here, I mean, look at all that, that just dark red. I don't think Stanford Cardinal meant to have your stats in in the Cardinal, you know. Whatever, that's a bad joke. That's a bad joke. Sorry. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't know how UCLA pulls away here. Like that's that's my problem. I don't know how they can pull away here. Uh, I think that Stanford has enough on offense. I like what Troy Taylor's doing there, and you saw in that second half against uh, Colorado, like they. They make adjustments. They've found something that worked, and I think they'll probably find something here. I think they're going to be able to put up some points here. I don't think UCLA can pull away by 17, especially not on the road, because Dante Moore just has not played well on the road at all. Uh, My power number is UCLA by 21. I don't care. I am going with Stanford at home to cover the 17. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Again, I like what Troy Taylor's doing. So that is the way that it goes. Stanford plus 17. And there we have it. Less than an hour, 20 games. We were rocking and rolling. And I appreciate you guys for being here and doing this thing. Uh, Don't forget, check out $3 Thursday. Check out the BetUS College Football Show. Follow me on all the socials. The links are in the description. I'm at GaryWCE on Instagram. And on TikTok, I am at WinningCures on Twitter. Uh, We hit 10,000. You guys are fantastic. You guys are awesome. Props to you, props to you. I appreciate you guys so much for that. Uh, and now we continue on to the next one. Onward to a hundred thousand, or eleven thousand, or whatever. We're just gonna keep doing what we do because, by God, we love this sport, and uh, and I'm sure that you guys do as well. So, with that said, uh, oh, if you want to support the show, there's a we're doing a membership thing on the YouTube channel now, uh, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com/slash-winningcures. Um, Follow me on Telegram for my plays, t.me slash GaryWCE, or just GaryWCE on Telegram. I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to do it. What a fantastic week. Can't wait to react to all of this on Sunday. Whew, uh, I am prepped. I am prepped. God bless college football. God bless college. That's what we're talking about. So uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. <music> Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and follow me on Twitter, at GaryWCE. If you want to toss in a question, you can email me, Gary at winningcureseverything.com. Make sure and hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time.